Dragging myself out of the swamps of South Florida. You gotta give the music a second turn. How many Come seconds away? Okay, let's do it again then. Okay. <laughs> this is Chimp complaining in the corner as always. In the corner of Chimp's treehouse over here in uh, Miami, North Miami Beach, Florida. Oh yeah, dox me, thanks. And you are? Captain Brunch over here. What's up, Captain Brunch? And then our resident. I feel like you, you pulled the music out so quickly though. And you're complaining I came in too soon. <laughs> anyway what's up chimp uh i am an infectious chimp right now oh no why are you even bringing Feeding. this up why are you reminding me of this <laughs> so he, he forced me to come into his this tree I house gave you options. i like climbed up the ladder and got in here and he's like you saw the warning germs signs. everywhere how was the show last week Oh, it was great. Oh, crap. I should have brought the pictures. Oh, you have pictures too? Of course I have pictures. Man, you should put them in the chapter notes. <laughs> um, so Chimp was playing bass in a, in a concert last week, and that's why we didn't do our show. Um, ooh, I can see. Ooh, you look so rock and roll, man. Yeah. So so how was the show? Like, tell me something. Oh, uh, man, we went on so... It was um, at a place called Tough Time, somewhere in Pompano. Oh, yeah. Okay, dox yourself. Like a little <laughs> <laughs> hole in the wall. But it was it was pretty sweet. It, um, it was a, definitely a good audience. Definitely locals. I, I didn't really know anyone there, but, you know, just mingled. And then I think it was around 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, we finally went on. Oh, gosh. I was definitely asleep by then. Yeah, somebody, I, who, I, somebody who wakes up at 6 in the morning and is asleep by <laughs> 11 o'clock at night, I was tired, but... Yeah, and I I also wake up at six in the morning and go to sleep, so I wasn't trying to do that. But you know, you gave me like the dates of some other shows, and you have that show on October twenty seventh, and so my idea is that like after the Bitcoin vortex, we're gonna do the we're gonna try to do the screening of Stranded, as I mentioned uh, two weeks ago. That's the one you're in. The, the- Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Oh, no, 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 no not no, the no. other one. Stranded okay. is a document. Well, it's like a, a promotional documentary for the longer form Dirty Coin documentary. So, like, I already put in an application and hopefully she's going to uh, approve to, for me to, like, play that. So, we'll see. So, I, the idea is we'll do that, that documentary and then she'll do um, a question and answer with us. So, we can, like, ask her questions and kind of... Uh, support her and like kind of help her um, with her like narrative because uh, she had kind of mentioned to me that she's she wants to make sure that when she's doing these public um, you know public appearances and interviews with like media that she's articulating her uh, representation of Bitcoin mining in a very good manner. <laughs> I'm certainly not, I'm certainly not doing that right now. Uh, but the idea is that after that though, that we can try to go to your show okay. uh, since it's a Friday night, you know, it'd be fun to uh, come and see you play and try to support you. I will say the energy was great. Like, um, you know, I've been practicing with these guys a lot in the last couple of months, recently joined the band, but on stage, it was a lot of fun. Holy shit. It was just like a beam of energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going nuts. It was fun. So the next one will be actually on the, what does my calendar say? The 8th, 19th, the Thursday. And then after that, the 27th, like you said, on a Friday. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be great. It'd be a lot of fun. But so, that place, the bar, I think is where I ended up getting my sickness. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was, well, oh man. I didn't mingle that much, but either that or somewhere at work. Uh, I'm so worried for myself now. I'm going to feel terrible my, on Monday. <laughs> my, I mean, honestly, as long as like you keep your body... Uh, well fed, active, and you know, well rested. My body fought it, fought it pretty well. I so. take shots of zinc as soon as I get home. <laughs> I got like this spray, it's like you shake it and you take eight eight sprays in your mouth, and <laughs> you're supposed to do that every like four to six hours or something. I got now. some elderberry for you if you want. Uh huh. So uh, last week I, I spent, I went to Orlando. I went to the uh, North. Uh, what's it the the national man? Like my brain's fried. The National Marine Electronics Association Conference because. <laughs> Well, I don't call it that, but because there's another, there's like so many of these N something A organizations, like the National Marine Manufacturers Association, or the National Electronics Manufacturers. Anyway, so I went to the National Marine Electronics Association because I am a yacht electrician, and uh, that was like five days of just learning about a bunch of different products and stuff, but. The one highlight of that week was on one of the last days I attended one of these. So these are mostly for business owners 
and for, yeah, for business owners, people who are like doing installations and who are selling these electronics, so to speak. So they sometimes will incentivize people to attend their session. And so one of the sessions was a hundred dollar raffle. And so somehow I actually won this hundred dollar raffle. And so they literally, you know, they pulled my name out of, out of a box and then they like walked over to me and handed me a hundred dollar bill. So that was, that was fun. And then as soon as I walked out of this, of this uh, training session and into the main exhibit hall, the hundred dollar bill fell out of my pocket and I lost it. Only you brunch, only you. (laughs) But then later that day at the, uh, there was like a reception where they had like a dinner in the main hall. Apparently some guy had found it and I had told enough people the story (laughs) 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 that he came running up to me excitedly saying, Hey, 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 I found your, I found the money that you want. I found the money that you want. And he was super happy about it. And I was happy about it. I'm like, hell, I'll take a hundred bucks. These are all people who make good money. (laughs) Yeah. They all make good money. So they have no reason to, uh, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) I was telling people like it, they, the feeling of having found someone's money is way better than, than for them, than the feeling of a hundred bucks. Like that's anyways, <laughs> which is of course, one of the symptoms of like this fiat system we have. It's like the money, you know, when you make enough of it, it, it means so little. Right. The most I found on the floor was $10, but so I, I got one bit of news. I want to, I want to drop, uh, it's not that big a deal, but for me, it's kind of a big deal because as I've been mentioning, you know, I'm really interested in, well, for one thing, at least trying to go back to Brazil to visit, you know, I love going to Brazil. I'm half Brazilian. I got all my cousins over there. It's been almost three years. It'll be three years in October, which is like, right. Like, see, like right now. Wow. Oh man, I'm tripping out. Or was it the end of October, November, December? No, it's the end of October. So whatever. So it's almost a year, three years that I've been, since I've been to Brazil, but my mom is going to go to Brazil. She hasn't been there in five years. Oh, wow. And my mom is the Brazilian half, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she's going there to do dental work because she's got some like tooth that's bothering her and you know how expensive that stuff is here in the U S so she's, you know, she's going to go over there and, and then of course she's also going to see like the cousins and do the whole family trip, which is for her very stressful because she feels like she has to see everybody. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> and there's so many people, right? Like it, she's got so many brothers, sisters, she's got so many cousins. One quick thing on the, on the medical thing. It's funny, like when when my stepmom, you know, goes to a doctor here, and she doesn't necessarily believe what they have to say. She's like, "Let me go back home in Guatemala and see what my <laughs> other doctor says just before I do the surgery." And but you know what? If it's for a big thing, I think that's a great idea to get a yeah. second opinion. I mean, as long as they're credentialed and highly qualified people, then you should get a second opinion because you don't know if this is you know greedy sometimes like very short-sighted American corporate doctors are really looking out for your best interest. She randomly had vertigo, some sort of like virus or something got into her ear and she lost a part of her hearing and it mm-hmm. never got better. Oh man. So they're going to do some sort of surgery to, I guess, install um, a hearing aid or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Technology. Well, you, you got to find out more and let us know. Cause you know, like transhumanism is very interesting to me. <laughs> It's happening within a couple of months. Speaking mm-hmm. of anniversaries, this is the anniversary month for Saturday Night Lit. So oh, it's yeah. our first year, if you remember. Oh, one year is cool. So one year of Saturday Night Lit. Yeah. Episode 30 something. I'm not sure, to be honest. Okay, so obviously we haven't done it every Saturday. <laughs> We've uh, missed several in the year, but that's okay. It's an it's a, an effort of love and and that's all that's all I can say about that. <laughs> So um, there's one other thing I wanted to mention before we bring in our guests. We've got some. Uh, we have guests. We've got guests from the West Side. Sweet. We, we we you know remember two weeks ago we also had a guest from the West Side, but it was from a different kind of West Side. Um, that was East Side Tony. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> East Side Tony from the East San Francisco Bay, and uh, which is on the West Side of the United States. But tonight we've got. Uh, some friends from the west side of Florida, from the Tampa Bay oh. area. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, isn't, that nice? did. isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? And I, I figured, why not? You know, like I love to feature Bitcoin communities and uh, people who are building Bitcoin communities. So that's what uh, that's what I've got on the menu today. But I've got one, just one more of those, you know, like left field topics I wanted to bring up. All right, I'm listening because we're coming up to another government shutdown. Do you remember these things? I feel like it's been a while since we've had one. 
And it, I think it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> and the rhetoric is already like wild. And what's driving me crazy about this, and I realized it just a couple of days ago, was that they're they're blaming they're blaming like the fringe of the Republican Party on the government shutdown. They're saying that these uh, MAGA conservatives are are the reason why the federal government cannot pass a budget. But like I sit there and I think about it and I, it's cause you know, since I listen to that podcast congressional dish, I mention it pretty regularly and Jen Briney, the host is pretty mainstream thinker. She's not a very radical person, but I just, I remember I was listening to something she was saying and I was like reacting like really like, ah, like I was screaming at the podcast because I don't think it's fair to blame like a minority of a majority party on the fact that the government can't pass a budget when really it's a failure of like the, 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 like the Congress itself to just pass a budget. Like they cannot get a majority of the Congress to pass a budget and to blame a small group of people instead of, I don't know, like the hundreds of Democrats, you know, like the hundred, however many hundred something Democrats that are also in the house, you know, so it's just this weird like theater that they're playing. And so I, I love to talk about the sock puppet theater of, you know, politics and how they're just always making these presentations to confuse us or to, to warp our mind and to have us focus on something that's so inconsequential, you know, so like 15 people in the Republican party aren't the problem. The problem is that we, the government itself cannot find a majority of itself to agree on anything. And it's not like the Republicans fault. It's the whole fucking, you know, government's fault. Like it's all of them. Like it's all these, these Democrats who are getting on these cameras and like patting themselves on the back and being like, Oh, the Republicans can't pass a bill. It's like, no, you also cannot pass a bill. Like you guys aren't passing any budgets either. Like none of you are succeeding. And then you're going to sit here and like torture the, the, the country. That's what they're going to do. Like leading up into an election year, which, you know, I'm like super anxious about. And so anyway, so that was my rant. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so emotional right now. Like but that was my rant. <laughs> the blood popping on your forehead. All right. So from, uh, from the Tampa Bay area and from the Bitcoin Bay Foundation, I want to welcome Wesley and Carly to Saturday Night Lit well, on, with little, a little bit of intro music. Let right? me open up the window so yeah, yeah, they okay. can walk in. Let's let them into the treehouse. Wait, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Our sound effects are... are are dead in the water. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> <laughs> that is not uh, a window opening I, sound I, effect. That's a horrible window <laughs> opening sound effect. Let's just let our guests on. So get in here, Wesley in. and Carly. Welcome. Hey y'all, how we doing? <laughs> hey there. Oh, we're doing okay. We're we're gonna let some air into this treehouse. It's getting a little stinky. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it smells like Bitcoiner in here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Bitcoin, what is the Bitcoin Bay Foundation? Because that's um, you know, that's something that you know you Wesley are co-founder of, right? Yes, sir. I am a co-founder and president of uh, your friendly neighborhood Bitcoin nonprofit. We are uh, focused on education and community development down here in the Tampa Bay area. Um, you know, encompasses, you know, I pretty much say within 100 miles of the Tampa airport. So we've got Sarasota, St. Pete, Clearwater, and then all the little towns in between. Um, yeah, you know, we started as just a meetup, you know, about uh, almost two years ago, actually, to the November uh, 21 was our first bit devs. So um, about a couple months ago during the Bitcoin conference, we incorporated as a nonprofit because we were getting to the point where businesses were coming in, you know, or we were growing to such a size that we decided we had to organize. And, um, you know, now we're trying to open source that model uh, for other meetups that are looking to do a little more than just meet up, um, see what uh, pitfalls we can find along the way and see how we can, you know, help make this thing happen. And, um, we focus on schools with like club sponsorships, internships, curriculum building, guest lectures, um, you know, pretty much anything we can do for Bitcoin in the area we do. And that's how we've got uh, Carly on board was uh, she's she's one of the higher ups over at the Bitcoin Club at UT and was one of our uh, first interns and is now our event coordinator um, after after this summer. All right, so welcome, Carly. How's it going? Thank you. It's good. How are you guys? I'm pretty good. You know, it's a pleasant Saturday evening over here in uh, Miami. And so, so UT is at the, what is that? 
Uh, the University of Tampa. Okay, so I guess you were a student there, and how did you get involved in this? Yeah, so actually I am currently a student there. I'm a junior this year. I'm studying economics. And um, basically, I've kind of been in the crypto scene in and out. Um, my dad is a software engineer, so he's uh, dabbled in it for a long time. So it's always kind of been a topic of conversation in the house. Um, so when I came to school, I had a professor in one of my economics classes who was really into Bitcoin. And, you know, he and I got to talking about it. He told me that there was an organization on campus that um, was heavily involved in all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I joined and very quickly I became very, very involved. And um, now this year I have planned all the events for the semester and things like that. So it, it's really fun and it's been great. It's opened up a lot of opportunities and a lot of connections, not just for myself, but like for my friends at school as well. So we've got plenty of time on the show to cover lots of topics. So I'd, I want to ask, I'm really curious about which economics class was it that you met this professor and then what do you know what his interest in bitcoin was because i feel like most economics professors don't like bitcoin yeah absolutely so it was actually my like lower level core microeconomics class which is a relatively like simple class anybody who's a business major has to take that kind of class but i think it was more about him not the class specifically um he's he's very um open-minded and, you know, kind of like most Bitcoiners, you know, a free thinker wants to get away from the norm. And um, he kind of dabbled in it for a long time. And he obviously is PhD in economics. So he started doing a lot of research on um, Bitcoin specifically. So he's very educated now. And that's kind of how we got into it and how it kind of how I went down this rabbit hole. Well, that's cool. And would you mention again, what was the the club that was on campus, the Bitcoin club or the crypto club? Yeah, yeah. So um, it, crypto club, Bitcoin club. Um, we have a lot of people that are uh, Bitcoin maxis, I would say. Um, we're trying to be uh, inclusive. It, it's hard, right? Because um, me, myself, a lot of the people on the board of the club, as well as um, the professors who are like the faculty advisors, they're pretty much Bitcoin maxis also. But we try to be inclusive. And like this semester, we've brought um, a lot of people in to talk about just blockchain technology specifically. Um, and that's been great. I mean, uh, we had our first guest speaker who's actually a member of the Bitcoin Bay community last week. And he came in to talk about what he does. And uh, one of the students actually got an internship with him that night. So it's been really good. Well, that's cool to hear. So how did you transition then from like from this club that was on campus to the Bitcoin Bay Foundation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I obviously still do a lot of work with the club, but the club actually connected me with Bitcoin Bay. So we had our like uh, year finale event at CoinFlip. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that company, but they have a crypto experience center here in Tampa and they did um, our uh, year finale for the club there and CoinFlip actually invited some local companies to come in and, you know, chat with the students, mingle and, you know, talk about different opportunities in the space. And um, yeah, that's that's the night that I met um, Wesley and we got to talking and within a couple of weeks I was doing stuff with them. So it was great. Well, that's cool. I mean, I love how those things kind of just come together as people just out of their genuine and sincere interest and passion for something meet other people and then start to build. That's one of the things I love to highlight on the show is I love to get people here who who are doing those efforts and who are finding those ways to contribute to the Bitcoin community because it's really through our sincere force of will that we're going to reshape this planet. So mm -hmm. Wesley, like, can you tell me a little bit more about how it is that the Bitcoin Foundation got in touch with this campus organization and maybe even more about like how the Bitcoin Foundation really came to exist, because this is something that I'm personally interested. In. I've already mentioned it to you. You know, I've done Bitcoin brunch. We've done it more than 120 times. I've got several core participants who are like very passionate about it, who come you know, almost every week or every other week or at least once a month. And so I'm interested in trying to like not formalize the event, so to speak, but to formalize some of the effort behind it to help empower the people who are really passionate about growing Bitcoin community? Yeah, so it's all happened very organically. Um, 
you know, I guess we'll start with how we met the club. Um, like she had, like she had mentioned, you know, Coinflip's got this crypto experience center down there, and they had reached out to us and said that the club was going to be that they were hosting the club for like one of their. It was like a networking night, so they're inviting all of the organizations in the area um, to come and you know network with the club. So, you know, I was like, all right, you know, why not? Um, and you know, there was there was a couple in, you know individuals, uh, you know, Carly and the other members on the board that you know clearly stood out as being interested in wanting to do more, and. You know, we are, it's just, you know, we're just a bunch of guys running a meetup, um, trying to make things happen. So we were like, well, we can use, you know, like we said, Hey, we have internships available. And, you know, you say internships and college students turn and look real quick. Um, cause there's, there's no shortage of things to be done. Um, so it's been very helpful having, um, you know, the, the Carly and then our other, um, social media manager, um, Natalie help, you know, run things and just and enable us to do more. Um, but the nonprofit came together. It really, we started, you know, thinking about it, um, towards the end of last year, we were meeting weekly, um, socials, bit devs and workshops, just kind of alternating through them. And it got to the point where I was kind of sick of it. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, all right, with like, I mean, like, I'm like, it's another Thursday. I'm sitting here with the same guys, at the same bar, talking about the same old crap, you know, the the Fed and the government, and blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm like, I know Bitcoin, I know these things suck, whatever. Um, what are we doing? What are we doing about this? Um, so that was when we started, you know, like, all right, well, how can we actually take this group that's growing? rapidly you know i mean uh we'd gone from th- three people showing up we, we went from 60 at the at the heights you know the bear of the bull market down to three and then i've been climbing back up to like 20 and 30 we're like all right we need to like actually provide some structure for this blob that's kind of forming here um and then from then it was just you know reading as much as i could about about all this you know so i i mine um and had gotten you know a, a bit lucky uh, gambling in the altcoin casino for a while so i <laughs> you know I, I i had a little bit extra time on my hands so i was able to kind of dive into this um and kind of tackle everything you know from the, the legal standpoint and you know figuring out what the documents the requirements the limitations the advantages um and it's just kind of, you know, just one step at a time got to the point where, you know, we've got a board, um, we've got volunteers and, you know, we've got the beef initiative, the Florida beef initiative. We have our business network, you know, so I mean, things are just kind of just naturally grassroots, uh, coming together as more people come into the meetup. Um, you know, probably about once every month or two, like some, like some individual comes in with, you know, like another piston to put in the engine, essentially. Um, whether that's whatever business they run or something they're passionate about or people they know or something they want to do to help. Um, it's really been completely organic and grassroots, uh, just kind of slow build during the bear market. So it's, it's been pretty cool to see. Um, you know, I know Bitcoiners can get bogged down and <laughs> during the bear, but, um, you know, looking back and you know, from where we were is just like as nothing to having 25 businesses in the area within an, a year um, has been really exciting to, uh, you know, watch, watch it, watch it kind of grow. And especially after Miami, um, you know, kind of we kind of turned a chapter there, you know, as this new year is coming around, we're going to we have got some big events planned um, that we're hoping is going to you know put some more gas in the tank and see what we can do um running you know running up to this election that uh you know y'all were talking about a bit before yeah so would you talk a little bit about some of these events that you have coming up what's exciting you for the future yeah so we had one um sound money sound food dinner event that was really um well responded to um so we're gonna do another one of those here probably in the fall early winter and then in february february 3rd and 4th we're going to be having our grand opening party as Tampa as the next Bitcoin city, the sound money soiree, um, you know, showcasing just the local business network we have bringing in the Bitcoin industry, uh, people to meet the businesses that we have, the local politicians we have here, just to kind of show everyone that we're, you know, we're not messing around, um, that, that this place is primed for something like this. 
And then on the 4th, we're going to be having, um, in partnership with the Florida Beef Initiative, um, our Food Intelligence Summit. So going to make it a, you know, a, little, a little Bitcoin weekend without having to throw a whole conference. Um, but uh, those, are, those, those are the three things we have uh, coming down the pipe. And uh, you know, Car- Carly has been huge in you know, helping coordinate and plan, and plan them. Carly, tell us a little bit more about whichever of those events, especially that last one. Who came up with San Money Soiree? Because that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, dabbled we'll with Carly. a lot of ideas. We <laughs> dabbled with a lot of ideas. We went gala soiree. We we were all over the place. Um, so the Florida Beef Initiative is something that I'm not super involved with because they're their own organization, but it's been super cool um, talking with those guys. And that's something that I've really enjoyed about the Bitcoin community is just how much I have in common with these other people aside from the Bitcoin. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of um, just healthy lifestyle, healthy living, things like that. So that event will focus on that and you know kind of decentralizing the money decentralizing the food right so that sunday will be that event and the saturday night before will be our soiree event which is going to be um really really fun i'm super excited about it um we're getting uh auction items and things like that so it'll, it'll be a really fun night uh hopefully we'll get some pretty big businesses in there some big names in there so we're currently sending out our invites so getting excited about it for sure I mean, those things do sound exciting. It's, you know, getting, I, I had a chance to see, because I am in, in your guys' Telegram chat room, so I had a chance to see the um, spreadsheet of like a bunch of the business types that are already participating in your guys' um, circular economy. Uh, and so that's super exciting because it's, you know, one of the disappointments that a lot of people have in Miami uh, when they come here as tourists is that they'll go to one of these Bitcoin business maps that'll supposedly show you all these businesses that accept Bitcoin. And oftentimes the businesses listed won't. And the reason will be because that the company that onboarded them, they maybe had, they had like one successful onboarding experience, but after that there wasn't really any follow-up. And so Mm -hmm. eventually it kind of fell off, but I think that you guys have a different approach. And so I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So what, what seems to have been, um, the, the typical approach in the broader community is onboarding as many businesses as we can. We got to get everyone taking Bitcoin. Um, but what we've decided to do is just focus in on the businesses we can actually support. So most of the, like a lot of the businesses, like the weird ones, like HVAC and all of that, like on our network are our guys. You know, so someone in our in our chat be like, hey, I need my AC's broke. Hey, I need tree trimming. Um, and, you know, one of our guys will help out with that. Um, but for like on the restaurant side, the goal is to get one, two, three restaurants and then rotate our socials through them. So that way we're actually providing that ongoing support because that that is 100 percent. The reason why most businesses stop taking it is because no one spends the damn coin. Um, back in 2017, I think there was the Bitcoin bowl here in Tampa. Um, they onboarded, I think like something like 90 businesses in St. Pete and not a single one of them still takes it because of the, that exact reason. No one spends it. I mean, if you think we think we're early in 2023, I mean, imagine how early we were in 2017. Um, so our approach is really building that relationship and then maintaining it and then drilling in on it and making sure that like that, individual business feels supported and feels like it's worth it for them. Not that we have, Oh, we have 20 bars, but you know, there's not that there's not enough liquidity to support 20 bars, let's say in Bitcoin. But if you have three bars here, there, and there, and you send your people to it and you have your socials there every other week, that actually becomes a meaningful impact. And for those individual places, especially right now in the bear, it actually means something to them. Um, when the bull comes back and everyone's clamoring for it, it, you know, maybe it'll be different, but right now, um, you know, it's more important to be fostering these individual relationships. So, you know, like we were, we were before, like, for example, before we, uh, got involved with UT, we were going around to numerous schools trying to, you know, foster some stuff. But now that we have UT on board, we're just focusing on UT, you know, we're going to do what we can to support them, grow that network and incentivize those students to find their favorite places. And if they can onboard a business, you know, we'll toss them some sats. 
and then that business is being supported by the same by the kids. The kids are being able to actually use the coin, and it's educating that next crop of Bitcoiners. So, our our you know long story short, our um, our way of doing it is just focusing and drilling in, as opposed to trying to get everywhere to take it. Just get you know enough places to. Yeah, and I th- I think that's that makes a lot of sense. You know, to me here in Miami, I've. I've generally not been a big promoter of, oh, we just need to onboard a bunch of businesses because as you sort of mentioned, it's really important to be able to follow that up with actually supporting those businesses to uh, recognize and encourage that, you know, the fact that they did it. So, you know, like I don't tend to go out very much and I don't know the extent to which um, I think like now we have this Bitcoin Grove space, this, you know, like uh, Bitcoin hacker space in Miami. Uh, and I think that like maybe through that, we're going to be able to coordinate something a little bit better because we're going to just see, you know, like maybe there are businesses that we frequent and we can try to, you know, attack it in that from that angle. But in general, like I've always just been more of the socializing type. Like I just try to meet people and uh, encourage them to pursue their interests, to explore their interests and then to meet other people. And then from that, you know, interesting things can happen like that because I have a day job that's completely un Bitcoin related, or at least right now I do. And so um, I want to ask you, I want to drill a little bit deeper, pardon my selfishness into, you know, like how it was that you guys transitioned from just being like a weekly hangout to being like a formal organization. And what is the actual goal of that organization? Well, um, we have a lot of goals. Uh, it you know kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day, but uh, you know probably the most noble sounding one is uh, um, educating and onboarding a million people in the Bay Area. Um, there's about six million people here, um, but you know really it's it's creating that circular economy. Um, you know, so I I guess I guess I'll tell you my, my motivation probably explains the goals a little bit better. Um, I was up in Boston during COVID, Cambridge, Massachusetts, down the street from Moderna, kind of crazy town, um, seeing supply chain issues, uh, the WEF and everyone talking about how meat's bad for you. I moved back down to Tampa and I'm like, I'm not letting that happen here. I, see, I saw what can happen. I saw what people trying to do. It's not happening here. Um, so really, I mean, selfishly, it's I want to make sure I can get beef and my things done if my bank account gets shut down because I'm, you know, persona non grata. Um, and we found a bunch of people who want the similar thing. So, you know, main goal creating that minimum viable product, that prototype for a circular economy in the Bay Area, seeing if we can kind of trailblaze that. Because I know there's other places around the world that are kind of doing, you know, a little bit more developed, but, you know, America is its its own unique beast with regulations and, you know, people's spending habits and all that. So serving kind of like as a blueprint, um, you know, for other cities uh, to kind of implement this. Um, But really, you know, we all see a storm is coming. um, So I want to kind of put a dome over my area, you know, the best I can to, if we have these relationships built out um, with local producers and local consumers, we're insulated from supply chain issues. Um, We're insulated from, oh, sorry, your carbon, your carbon credit, your footprints are, you know, over your monthly allowance, no more beef. All right, whatever. We have the Florida Beef Initiative. I can buy beef with Bitcoin already. Um, I don't have to worry about that. Um, so just creating that escape hatch that Christine Lagarde was so scared of um, down here in Tampa. Um, but the it's kind of it just kind of happened, you know. I mean, it's uh, it, for going from the meetup to the nonprofit. You know, there wasn't. You know, we went back and forth over um, should we do this as an LLC? Like, how do we actually incorporate this? So there was discussion on that front, and ultimately we decided to do the nonprofit one because education and community development aren't the most uh, profitable adventures. Um, but two, that way, like it was clear that this isn't like a get rich scheme. Like we're not looking to do this to get rich off of you know the backs of our meetup members. Like this is meant to be a grassroots community organization. It's grown organically. We're going to let it keep going organically. I mean, that's not to say I don't think we'll make money. You know, one of the things we want to do is like our sell workshops and, and you know, provide services. I mean, provide value for value. Um, and so we're not, you know, begging for money all the time. Um, but it's, there wasn't really like, 
<laughs> the, the the moment that I decided we need to organize was sitting at the bar at it was a Mermaid Tavern and being like, "Gosh, this is getting annoying. <laughs> you know, we need to we need to actually do something." You know, so it wasn't like there was nothing really happened. I just got kind of sick of sitting around and bitching about things. Um, you know, we needed to provide a a structure for this because you know we had thrown a business workshop, but you know Wesley was putting that on, not Bitcoin Bay. You know, we needed a legal entity to wrap our, our services up in, you know, because it's a lot easier to go to a school and say, hey, the Bitcoin Bay Foundation wants to put on a workshop for your kids rather than, you know, Wesley is trying to sell a boot camp to your kids. Yeah, you know, funny. so kind it's of funny that you mentioned that because we actually I mean, we don't have any formal organizations, but we were able to send a bunch. Of, well, I know maybe it was because we had Bitcoin Grove. I don't know. But we were able to send, I got some random email from some, uh, it was a career fair. And mm-hmm. so we were able to have people at this career fair. But we would be able to do more of them if we were an organization. I mean, that's really... The same one where they went to the school? Yeah, that's the one where they went to the school. So um, so can you, can you tell us a little bit then about how formalizing then has made it easier or has benefited you in being able to like reach out more or connect better with with the the community yeah so um a lot of service you know services and opportunities are only available to organizations you know like you need an ein to sign up for this or that um business credit um you know putting putting this not you know like bitcoin bay has a bank account it's not in my bank account um so separates you know it separates funding so people aren't you know people aren't donating to me um, or paying me for things. And then it's commingling, commingling with my personal stuff. And then there's taxes and income and it gets to be a mess. So creating that organization clarifies things. Um, I'm able to, you know, we're able to say like, okay, like, Hey, you are our community outreach um, director. You're our director of community service. You know, like, give people actual roles and official titles with job descriptions um, as opposed to just kind of be like a nebulous like oh yeah you know I kind of help with the social media or I you know I help you know organize you know help with the meetups like we have you know directors um, of different things so you know it's uh, people like having a nice title behind their name um, you know I, I'd be lying if it doesn't say if, if you know it feels a little good to say I'm the president um, but uh, really just lending the legitimacy to to the uh whole ordeal as well you know because if we're approaching a business like hey like we have a nonprofit here like there is a support network there's a website you can go to um we're a legit organization we have like our charity license um you know because like we're still in that fiat world um you know with the state and all that i mean i spent freaking four hours on government documents on (laughs) on friday just signing up for stuff but um you know, just, we're, we're trying to serve as like that bridge um, from fiat, the fiat economy and the Bitcoin world, um, you know, so trying to merge the two in a way that allows for, you know, our members to have a structure. Um, it allows for people who are looking for us to, you know, understand that this is actually an organization with an address and a phone number you can call. You know, it's not just... You, it's not just you're, you're calling Wesley. <laughs> yeah, you raise um, a lot of interesting points. So speaking yeah. of fancy titles, so Carly, you are events coordinator. Uh, can you tell yes. us a little bit more about what that entails and then what your goals are for the future of the uh, Bitcoin Bay events? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my biggest things are planning these like bigger events, right? Like. Um, the dinners, the soiree, the beef initiative, those kind of things. So um, for me as a college student, obviously it's been great because I've been able to make a lot of connections that are very broad, right? It's not only the Bitcoin community. I'm now involved in, you know, reaching out to tech companies and things like that. And um, so recently I've been working a lot on getting the soiree stuff ready. So talking with venues, um, getting other vendors coming in to, you know, make the event what we want it to be. Um, and then obviously my biggest goals is just, uh, for these events to be successful and to bring, um, what we want to the community, right. And just continue to grow it because just in my time, um, being with Bitcoin Bay, which has been 
little over six months, I've seen a lot of growth and a lot of change and, and that's been great. And I think just continuing on that and kind of keeping that momentum going will be great for the community as a whole. And, you know, like Wesley said, I love Tampa. I, I plan on staying here after school. So I would love if we could kind of make our own little Bitcoin dome here and, you know, stay out of the nonsense that's going on everywhere else. So that, I mean, if we can do that and continue to grow this community, I think that would be awesome. I'm really glad that you brought up the dome idea again, because I was actually going to bring it up and I wanted to ask you as a college student, you know, so I'm in my mid thirties, so I'm, I'm in a different point in my life. Definitely. than I think a junior in college, but the fact <laughs> mm-hmm. that you are interested in, you know, like staying in your community and you're committed to trying to grow and to reshape your community. I want to ask you, like, what are your thoughts about the state of this country, about the state of the world? Like, how do you look at the, the circumstances? I mean, I think if you're working to try to build your community, there's you're obviously a hopeful person. But like, how mm-hmm. do you see kind of the bigger picture of what's going on beyond what you can control? Yeah, um, I mean, it's a lot. Obviously, there's been so much that's gone on. Um, and I am not a super uh, political person, but uh, there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of mess going on for sure in politics right now. And um, I'm not one to trust the government or trust any of those big industries or anything like that. Um, and that's kind of what I try to promote like at the club and things like that. Um, and I do see Tampa as being a place where people are a little bit more, you know, open-minded and want to kind of see what those other options are, not just Tampa, Florida as a whole, but, um, being with the Bitcoin Bay community has kind of shown me that there are those other people out there who see the like disarray that's going on and, you know, want to protect their community from that and kind of create something that is, you know, disaster proof, I guess. We've gone through this really weird cycle in I think like modern history where we started off being dependent on our like immediate environment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like we, so we were dependent on the food that we could grow like directly around us and within our community. And then to now becoming so dependent on things that are so far away from us. So like when Mm -hmm. you talk about that, that Bitcoin dome, you know, what I think about is just about a community being resilient and being able to withstand the impact of you know, so during the pandemic, Wesley mentioned you know all these supply chain shortages. I'm in, the, uh, I'm, I'm in the uh, yacht repair industry, so I saw a lot of that because there were you know these really big expensive yachts that were buying really expensive equipment, but they had to wait weeks, if not months, for it to arrive. And if even the richest of the rich can't get their stuff in a timely manner, like what's going to happen to everyone else if that yeah. happens with our food? if that happens with any of the stuff that we are so heavily dependent on. And so I, mm-hmm. I think it's really great. And I'm so fascinated by this conscious effort by Bitcoin communities all around the world to gain some sense of and some actual ability of independence and self-sustenance. Um, so I don't know, um, Chimp, what do you think about all that stuff? Because <laughs> you haven't been talking much, you sick bastard. Yeah, I've been in the background coughing. <laughs> um, you know, I. I'd love to own my own land and grow my own stuff. That's probably not going to happen for at least five years or so, but it would be great to have um, in close proximity people who do have land with, you know, with things they're growing, either whether it's it's cattle or vegetables or whatever, and not having to rely on on supply chain issues. I mean, that's at least... When I think about it, that's one of the most important things. Because I, I, I really don't need much. Like, I have a bunch of music stuff and this and that, but, like, it's nothing that's needed. Like, I can live my life just waking up, just doing some exercise, eating some good food, and that's it, you know? Like, what else do we really need? The rest is just mindless self-indulgence. <laughs> mindless <laughs> self-indulgence. That was the name of a pretty good band. A little bit crazy. Um, yeah, for sure. I'm... I'm, I'm I would love to try to attend some of those events next year. Um, like next year, I'm going to try to be a little bit more. Road trip. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> the last time I went to Tampa, I was not able to hang out with any Bitcoiners. I was there for training. And so it was all like super 
uh, normie career focused. Uh, but speaking of, of normie career focus, so Carly, what, what do you, you know, so you're in school right now. What are you thinking in terms of the future of your career? Um, uh, something that like Bitcoiners come across all the time is like whether they're going to work in Bitcoin or not. You're obviously already working in Bitcoin. You're just not, you know, so what do you think? Yeah, so um, I, I'm a student, obviously. I'm studying economics. I work for Bitcoin Bay, and then I actually also work for CoinFlip. Um, so I'm kind of all in with the crypto <laughs> stuff right now. Nice. And um, I've really enjoyed that, um, especially at, you know, my age and with my interests, I've kind of just continued to absorb all the knowledge and just continue learning, right? So that's been a lot of fun for me. And as the learning grows, obviously the interest grows and I just keep keep going, keep going, right? So um, obviously it's hard right now, but um, Ben, actually one of the board members and the head of the tech department at Bitcoin Bay, he made a really good point at the Bitcoin Club meeting last week at UT. He was saying, you know, if you're into crypto, if you're into Bitcoin, this is such a new area. This is such a new field. We're so ahead of the game. So whatever you're good at, go in and make your own job, make your own career, prove that you know what you're talking about, prove that you have a skill that other people don't. And you can pretty much do whatever you want with it, right? Because this is the direction that we're going. So there's gonna be a need for it. So that's kind of how I see it, right? Like I, I, do, I put in my time now, I, I go through school, I work for Bitcoin Bay, which I absolutely love. I work for CoinFlip, I've made great friends doing all that. I've really enjoyed my time doing that. I keep learning and I grow this skill set, and then I can create something down the line that, could be beneficial to a company or my own company or something whenever that time comes. Now you mentioned you mentioned earlier about the inclusivity and exclusivity of uh, Bitcoin versus crypto, and I wonder mm -hmm. if you'd talk a little bit more about how you perceive that and what your thoughts on that are. Yeah. So for me, I just I understand Bitcoin the most, right? Like. The, the ideas behind it make sense to me. And that is the direction that I feel we should go in. So that's kind of how I ended up where I am. But I do have a lot of friends who are more into, you know, ETH or the altcoins or pretty much anything, right? Like, especially working at CoinFlip, I see a lot of people come in and ask questions about other things. And, you know, I work with people who day trade and all that kind of stuff. So I see it all. Um, and I've kind of gone down the Bitcoin route just because of the people that I've surrounded myself with. And like I said, the more I talk to Bitcoiners, the more I realize I have other completely irrelevant things in common with them. Like, uh, especially like I go back to this, but the healthy lifestyle, things like that, right? Like, and decentralizing the food and doing your own thing, being an independent being. Um, and I have really enjoyed that. And that's not something that I see in other crypto communities, whether that be ETH or any of anything else, really, the Bitcoin community is the strongest and they have a kind of lifestyle to them that I resonate the most with. For your non uh, Bitcoin friends or, or, or crypto friends in school, and then when they ask you, what's this, what's up with this Bitcoin stuff? What do you say? <laughs> Well, I tell them to come to the club because obviously there is too much to explain in you know, the couple minutes in us passing, going to our classes or whatever, right? So I promote the club, I promote Bitcoin Bay events, things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we have so many events, so I'm like, it, it is easier if you just throw yourself into it, just immerse yourself completely, because that's kind of what I've done. I, I had a very basic knowledge, and then I completely threw myself into it, and that was the easiest way that I was able to learn. So I definitely tell everybody to throw themselves in and, you know, read. And when you scroll through your social media in the morning, cha change those dumb things that you're looking at and, you know, add in a couple Bitcoin news related things, right? Like try to like start soaking that stuff in and over time, you know, it becomes an interest and a passion and you can really learn anything pretty quickly. Wesley, let me shoot it at you. I mean, how do you as, as a person and then as an organization address that divide? Um, well, so personally, I, 
I've stopped trying. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't evangelize anymore. Um, you know, I, I throw a weekly meetup. You, if you want to come and be curious and ask questions, then, you know, it's open arms and I will educate you the best of my ability. Um, but you know, I don't bother when I'm out in public or, you know, I'm wearing like my Bitcoin Bay hat or something like that. I mean, if people come up and ask me like, Hey, like what, you know, what is that or whatever? Um, you know, then I engage, but it's not, I no longer evangelize. Um, it's just, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the ca- casting, casting per- pearls before swine, you know, is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because you find that oftentimes when you engage with someone who has some preconceived notion or doesn't care or doesn't know anything, you just get into an argument that just wastes your time and energy. And then maybe it didn't move the needle for them or maybe it moved in the wrong direction. So I've kind of just, I've put myself behind the, (laughs) the, the meetup wall essentially. Um, you know, I mean, we, we engage with, you know, non Bitcoin communities like, um, homegrown Hillsboro is our newest one. Um, to you know that they focus on like local food food networks uh, honestly i don't like care about bitcoin anymore um bitcoin is just a means to an end it's the tool that we're going to use to build um this new economy it's not that i mean bitcoin is super cool and the tech is amazing and the, the beauty is in simplicity but also super complex and it's this and that and the other but at the end of the day i mean it's just money you know, I mean, like if you you can spend all day, you know, uh, awestruck over the chemical properties of gold and its conductivity and, you know, how it's it can be divided and all of these things. But like at the end of the day, like it's your money, you know, like are you going to be obsessed with your money or are you going to, you know, use it to do things? Um, so I definitely whenever we have crypto people come to our meetups, um, typically there's one of the, the crypto guys from like coin flip of the club that I just kind of shuffle them over when they want to talk about trading or tokens. And I'm just, I'm just like, look, I don't know anything about that anymore. I've been out of that game for two years. Um, so it's just kind of like a polite, like shuffling away. Um, you know, we, we try to, you know, tell them why we're Bitcoin only like, look, like you don't need to burn your hand on this stove. (laughs) Everyone here has burnt their hands on this. You don't have to touch it. But, uh, some people just got to do it themselves. Um, so, we just try to explain to them why we're Bitcoin only, the reasons for it, um, and you know, hope that they don't, you know, have to burn both their hands before they realize the stove's hot. Um, but it's been, yeah, it's mostly just been letting people do their thing at this point. Like, like we don't like engage or talk about anything other than Bitcoin. Actually, at our at our last uh, at our Sound Money Sound Food event, we were finishing up a presentation on uh, food and. You know, you know, fiat food and fiat money, and talking about how Bitcoin can fix this. And then some dude gets up and starts like talking about Ripple, uh, um, like just, just like in the crowd, like he would, <laughs> like like we're still standing up, like in front of a presentation. He's like, "I'm an aspiring macro investor. And, like U.S. debt has never been this low." And everyone's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And then he starts talking about diversifying and you know, things like Ripple. And then I don't know if it was, I think it was Ben. He just starts booing him. Uh-huh. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah. I uh, resonated with a lot of what you said because. You know, one of the main reasons I, I host my meetup is that I'm, I am no longer an evangelizer myself. I don't have the patience to try to convince anyone. Um, you know, like I don't I, I wasn't selling the Bitcoin myself. Right. Like I was just trying to tell people about it. And then when they didn't connect with it, I kind of burnt out on that. So I do the meetup because my interest is in trying to meet other Bitcoiners and to see what you know like kind of what carly was saying earlier seeing what else it is that we have in common and then to build on those things towards a better future not just for myself but then for the whole community mm-hmm. um and i i say that it's like we you know we as bitcoiners have to lead by example and you know because obviously telling people about it isn't enough so it's you mm-hmm. kind of have to set the standard of like, look, look at this like greater way that we can live. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. It's just money. But I think that Bitcoin is just a better money than what we already mm-hmm. have. And we have to find a way to, to demonstrate that. And so I'm really excited about the fact that you're trying to do that in your community. Um, and yeah, like, 
I do get a lot of crypto people who will come to Bitcoin brunch and it's, but I am a Bitcoin only person. So I tend to be just very clear and sharp mm -hmm. in my criticisms or in my opinions about the things that they bring up. Um, I, I tend to have like a no shill rule. Like, you know, as long as you're not shilling, I mean, it's okay for people to bring stuff up and we can have an open dialogue because mm -hmm. there are things that, we, you know, humans can learn from each other. But I definitely think I, I was, I was thinking about it when Carly was talking earlier that there, there are the people who they don't really have the patience to like learn They're they're more mm -hmm. interested in just the number go up technology mm -hmm. and they just want like the tip on what they can dump their money into and then hopefully get rich and those people exist and they're always going to exist you're always going to have these um these people who want instant pleasure and instant success and instant riches and it can be frustrating. It can be distracting. So do we see a brunch nonprofit in the future? I mean, well, my goal is to have it up before the end of the year. Oh, um, I've already got like a few people who have said that they're willing to be on the board uh, of directors. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I just I, it, it's but it's a commitment, right? Like it's it's am I ready to take that next step to be even more committed than I've already am to to building bitcoin community and it's it's like i don't know it's it's like jumping across a that so you commemorate it with a tattoo another tattoo bitcoin <laughs> brunch on like your back or something i need like a really good logo i don't i don't have like oh like i don't know if i want that egg logo i don't know <laughs> it's it's it's, it's an okay logo but uh you know i need a really really good logo for bitcoin brunch before i get it tattooed on my body <laughs> commitment right there it is definitely a commitment um so we're coming towards the end of the show are, are there anything else that you guys want to bring up or mention either um you know about like uh, the bitcoin bay foundation or future meetups or just anything that's interesting that you guys want to shout out or mention yeah so if anyone's listening is interested in starting a meetup um we have a meetup seed package that we put together Ooh. um it's got you know beginner presentations like what is money what is bitcoin mining privacy um some sample uh values structure um uh you know for people who are looking into the nonprofit route uh we we have our bylaws articles of incorporation you know like it's not as complicated to get set up as you would think but once you're going, now you have to, there's a lot of quarterly filings you gotta be doing. So, you know, I would definitely, and we can we can talk off air more about uh, the nonprofit <laughs> stuff, but for anyone interested um, in starting a meetup, you know, reach out to us, uh, bitcoinbay.live, not .com. .com is an online gambling website <laughs> um, <laughs> that we are not affiliated with, um, or Twitter at bitcoinbaytpa, just shoot us a DM. Um, and we'll get that stuff over to you. It's uh, it's rudimentary, you know. It's just stuff that we created. Um, you know, we're not. I mean, I guess we are experts comparatively, but you know, we're not. We're not experts. Um, you know, so we, it's just it's the stuff we created in house. We save it. We want to share it. Uh, it's an open source. So yeah, no, we we're, we're here to help. You know, we are focused on the bay, but anything we can distribute digitally, we are happy to. That's great. So if you uh, send me any kind of links or stuff, we can put that in the show notes uh, for people who listen to the podcast in the future. Uh, Carly, anything else you want to shout out or mention? Um, I don't think so. I think that's everything. All right. Well, I definitely want to thank both of you for coming on to Saturday yeah. Night Lit. Uh, we're very happy to have heard about uh, your community and the things you guys are working on. Uh, we would definitely want to have you guys again on the show in the future, whether it's you or other members of your community. Um, and I definitely want to visit. Uh, I invite you and everyone in the Tampa Bay area. And then, of course, any Bitcoiners who end up listening to this. If you're ever in Miami, of course, come come to Bitcoin Brunch on Sundays from Three, 10 to 10 3. three. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi's gone. I'm going to make my way down there. I'm going to make my way down there. My yeah. family lives down there next weekend oh. when I come down. I'm going to hit it up. Okay. Well, this is now on the internet, right? Yeah. Like you have just committed yourself. Like the whole internet knows that, that Carly's coming to Bitcoin Brunch. I will be coming to Bitcoin, coming brunch, so to Bitcoin a... brunch in the near future. <laughs> yeah. We'll be, we'll be very happy to have you. Um, you know, we just, it, it, there is, there is no focus to the meetup, which is part of the reason why I want to do 
like the nonprofit is that, okay, I mean, I do have an interest in a focused effort to grow the Bitcoin community and to educate people about Bitcoin. Um, it's not necessarily the meetup itself, but the meetup is kind of like the way that that has manifested so far. And there's other ways. And, and so I'm very inspired by your community. I'm inspired by so many Bitcoin communities. That's why I'm very happy that you guys were able to come on to the show. Um, so uh, thanks anyone who's been listening. If you were listening live, this is a podcasting 2.0 uh, broadcast. I did want to say that I'll have a concert update next week. Oh, we... you got a concert update? What's going on? I'm going to go see uh, Mad Jazz on Thursday. Mad Jazz, M-A-D-D yeah. space, J-A-Z-Z at the Adrian Arsht Center. Uh -huh. yeah, guy has a killer voice, so I'm going to go check that out on Thursday and I'll let you know how it is. All right, look forward and... Uh... Everyone take care. So remember to listen to us on a modern podcast app, modernpodcastapps.com. This has been Saturday Night Lit for September 30th. Oh, yeah. And we need a show title. <laughs> we'll come up with something, I think. This is Chimp signing out. This has been Captain Brunch.